Good afternoon, Duke City. Welcome to Dave and Buster's Presents. The boys from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. Once again, co-host Fred Slow is out on assignment. He gone. <laughs> but sitting in for Fred, we got the big guns. Big gun. Oh, you got guns. Whoa. Though. You got guns, though. Whoa. You got some guns on you. Yeah. Make that plural, man. Robert Buck D. Gibson. Good afternoon, buddy. What's going on? Van the man. Just made that up. I never heard that one. Just made that up. That's never really, never really in life. Creative. Huh? Never in life. No wonder we keep having you back. <laughs> Behind the glass, the best in the biz, Michael Fitzgerald Vital. Ah, that's not my middle name. That's, oh, I usually just say Michael F. Vital, but Frederic- I like that. That's hip hop. Frederico. Right there. Mikey. You can call him Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Forget about it. <laughs> hey, Van. Hey, Robert. How you doing? I almost said something I wasn't supposed to say on the radio. <laughs> I don't know why my Italian accent always comes with F-bomb. Oh, you have to? Yeah, yeah. so I don't know how to say it without that. It took everything I had inside me not to just now. We're going to be with you lost. from 4 o'clock to 6.30 today. 4.30, we got voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Always a pleasure to have him on. And 6.15, we're going to punt it. Right on over to J.J. Buck, voice of the Lady Lobos. Lobos well represented today. Big win for UNM last night. Big loss for the Rams last night. Wow. Tried to show off their two shiny new toys and got demolished. The center of the Lakers, not LeBron James, as in the center of gravity of the Lakers. The guy who plays center on the Lakers, AD thinks his own team sucks. <laughs> and ML- verbalized it. <laughs> I- ML- yeah, said it out loud for everyone to hear. MLB free agency talk today. There's already some movement, which is wildly surprising to me, and we will get to that. Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones the real deal? Is he the prize of the draft? Giannis Antetokounmpo, I hope I said that right. The Giannis. Greek freak. Yeah, no G. Just it's Giannis. 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 Yeah. The soothing sounds of jazz flute played for you by Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo. <laughs> We're going to talk mental health with Giannis and Ben Simmons. Shares of the Packers are opening back up. Me and Vital are checking our bank account. A lot of other stuff going on in the sports world that we'll hit up. Had a friend of the show hit me up today over the interwebs to remind me to go get some deodorant. Um, I remembered to go buy more deodorant. I'm upset. So did the reminder work or did you already know? Okay. I already, already bought it. Okay. Yeah, before, right. before I checked the social media, yeah. I had already made my grocery and deodorant run. I doubled up. 
I got two of them this time, so I don't run out. I had a very, very pungent day and a half. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But we won't do too much about that today. Unless 505-246-0610, you want to call into the Quan's Auto Care Hotline and talk about how pungent I was yesterday. I doubt you will. 505-246-0610 is also the Sports Animal Text Line. Hit us with your hot takes. Hey, you don't like what me and Buck D and Vital are talking about? Just throw it in there. Yeah. Distract us. Set us straight. Put us on the right path. And yes, I know you want to talk about the Cowboys. We'll talk about the Cowboys a little bit too. So I, I was telling you a little bit about this before the break. Speaking of pungent, let's just do pungent stuff two days in a row. Okay. My car got sprayed by a skunk. Yeah, that's the right face to make, Vital. You have me worried about the rest of the week. Because you're going down this path. What's it going to be next? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So my car got sprayed by a skunk. And the cloud got sucked into the air conditioner. (laughs) So like in the middle of the day when it gets warm and my car gets hot, there's some fumes of skunk. Some remnants of skunk in my car. And going to be honest, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I hope not. Well, I don't know. You wasn't wearing deodorant. <laughs> not on like, purpose, I wasn't. Sounds like you might be a fan of it. <laughs> so I used to blaze a lot of trees back in the day. Mm. My late teens and early 20s. Put a lot of trees in the air. Mm-hmm. Smoked a lot of ganja. Ate a lot of devil's lettuce. <laughs> Had a lot of Satan salad. In my day. And so the best way to cure the just weed call smell. call Mary Jane. Oh, married that. Do, do, do. Your car smells. <laughs> so the cure-all is osium. I don't know if you've heard of osium out there, loyal listener. But if you need to kill a smell, it's osium. So I bought a can of osium. And I started squirting it in, inside my uh, car vents, hoping it would neutralize or kill the smell and the little push button at the top of the canister broke and it just kept pouring out and pouring out so now instead of like smelling like skunk or faint really strong weed in my car now it smells like just deodorant so like the universe threw me a curveball. Yeah. I was stinky for a day and a half my car's been stinky for like five days so the skunk noticed so those, the universe those... says, hey, how about a whole bottle yeah. inside your car <laughs> and on your hands? Let's just so, kill both problems with one squirt. <laughs> three hours three hours later, my hands still smell like osium. But word to the wise out there, if you've got a, an odor in your car, try osium. It's pretty rare, but it's at all of your uh, true values, auto zones, places like that. Highly endorse, highly recommend. Highly endorse and recommend even higher than deodorant that I didn't have. (laughs) A guy who never forgets deodorant, a guy who knows how to use his own spray bottles, friend of the show, excellent caller, Lenny. What's happening, Lenny? Well, I just carry Axe body spray, and that just takes care of everything. 
Oh, really? You're an axe guy, are you, Lenny? Well, no, I use Dakar, but I mean, if I need the cheap version, just, you know, get the axe body spray, and that just, you know, takes care of the car spell and just takes care of me. Ah, how how much hair gel do you use? <laughs> None. None? Okay, well, that usually goes hand in hand with the Axe body spray. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> and no gold chains. No chains. Do you wear T-shirts no. that look like they have tattoos on them, like affliction no. shirts? I know, and I don't wear the sleeveless ones either. Okay. <laughs> so, but let's go with, uh, we talked about the map earlier, or the other day, so now... The Mets finally get their GM, which was like the 19th pick. Yeah, they got they sloppy 19th on their GM And then they lose Noah Syndergaard. And it looks like he's going to the Angels, right? And speculation right. is. Turn on, now, you know, when you turn down $18.3 million to only get $21 million with a team you've been with for seven years, something's wrong there. Was, oh, yeah, there's definitely something rotten in Denmark. Oh, at, over and I'm a Shea Mets State. fan, but I mean, to turn down and not even give a hometown discount for two and a half million just for one year, while you sh- uh, do a prove it contract, something's wrong there. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. there's reports today uh, that the Red Sox are going after Baez. Yeah, so but then both... the Mets will go after Korea, or are they going to go after Nick Castellanos? They still got Chris Bryant. So if they lose Baez, there's still options out there to go after. You know, do they go for Korea and have him at shortstop? You know, and then Bryant they want badly. That takes care of two spots. And then they're going to have to pick up two pitchers and possibly re-sign Stroman. So we'll see. And then we talk, you're talking about basketball and the, and the Lakers, you know, Davis saying the Lakers suck. You gave up three players that were complimentary players, and now look what they're doing with Washington. Right. Okay. And Washington's playing some of the best basketball in the league. Montrose Harrell should win sixth man of the year and will be in the top five for MVP. And, you know, they traded for Russell Westbrook, who shoots everything from a phone book <laughs> and gives you no space. So when you say you suck... Well, what depth do you have? Taylor Horton Tucker is not going to do it for you. You gave up depth by not re-signing Alex Caruso. As much as, you know, everyone says LeBron is great, but LeBron's 37 years old, and he's hanging on to wait for his son to be in the NBA in two years so he can play with him. 100%. Yeah. He'll be but just, his body be is falling apart, and that's not being rude. That's just time when you're a big boy like that and we're going to get to the other big boy after that it catches up to you sooner or later when you're carrying all that weight especially when he wants to lead the league in minutes if you count up all of the playoff years for lebron he's really 67 that's right. true and then you notice the league is also more physical this year with the change in the foul rule and who is going to get with zion to see if he's going to either eat his way out of the league or is he's doing this to try to get out of New Orleans? Hi, Robert but had you, that same sentiment yeah. a couple shows ago. He thinks he's trying to eat his way into Madison Square Garden. Hey, Lenny, we're up against the break. Did you watch the Rams game? We're going to talk oh, Rams next segment. I turned it off at halftime. I, I think the, only, the only thing worse than that was my wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it was terrible. I didn't think that they were going to lose 31 to 10. Well, Lenny, uh, thanks for being a great friend of the show and thanks for being a poignant caller. More sports talk on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, a show about sports. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. As always, we are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we get our sweat on at the YMCA. Robert Gibson sitting in for Fred Slow today. Fred Slow's out on assignment. So either cheers or jeers are coming from your cars and stereos and smartphones right now. It's a Fredless Tuesday. He'll be back tomorrow. Big things going down tomorrow. Got some big announcements tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, loyal listener, stay tuned. Keep your ears peeled. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, some big announcements coming from the boys. San Francisco put it on the Rams less than 24 hours ago. Yes. The Rams wanted to show off their shiny new toys and got embarrassed. Embarrassed. Smoked from the get-go. From the get-go. Got the ball kicked to them. Went on an 18-play drive. Right down their throats. Run the ball, dink and dunk. Ate a lot of clock. They set the pace. They set their game plan right from the start and dominated that whole game. You catch the whole game? Until I knew they weren't coming back. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty much the same boat because yeah. we, uh, we went and had an adult bevy yeah. after the show last night to talk shop. little meeting of the minds. And we're kind of passively watching it at uh, Marble Brewery. Friend of the show, Marble Brewery. Awesome place. Shout out to Marble. Another lovely evening over there. So we're kind of passively watching. You're like, ooh, Niners. Yeah. They came out swinging, looking legit. Let's see if they answer. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Odell Beckham Jr., two catches for 18 yards. You could tell Stafford was trying to force it to him from yeah. the get-go. Yeah, he he was trying to make him – be a part of the offense and not just a part, but like a big part. So the two, I may be a little fuzzy here, but I think both interceptions were trying to force it into Odell, right? Yeah. I saw the one in real time. Deep passes. Yeah, but both of them were for Odell. Both of them were big plays, and both of them were picked off. They got to ease into that. It's too soon. Like, yeah, that would have been a great story for us to come talk about, but he just got there. It's going to take some time. 18-play, 93-yard drive took 11 minutes after the first interception. Two 18-play drives. Wow. Two 18-play drives. That is making a statement. At the beginning of the year, the Niners looked like a playoff team. They looked like they would have a winning record. 
I mean, they're in the gauntlet yeah. of the NFC West, so it's going to be hard to come out of that no matter what. Especially with the roster that they have. And then we've seen them do great things with that same roster. Yeah. So, yeah, we were like, okay, playoff team. The 49ers, and they don't use them a lot, but the 49ers receiving core is better than people give it credit for. And they can all, they can just do it all. Yeah, it, it, I think that goes to who's throwing to them. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. But last night, Jimmy G wrapped 15 of 19, 70, almost 79% completion percentage. And if you could do that over and over again. Oh, what? That's, that's what he's there for. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to be Mahomes. He doesn't have to get 300 yards and throw the ball just everywhere. Just be efficient when you do. QBR rating, 141.7. That's crazy. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. That's really good. Only only on 19 passes. I think when you make him throw the ball, like double that up, that's when they're in trouble. And I said it at the beginning of the year. I didn't pick the Niners to go to the playoffs. I thought they'd be floating right around 500. And the only reason they wouldn't is because of injuries. Mm-hmm. And so far, that's been the case. But they're four and five. And probably 10 and 7 gets you in, right? Yeah, they're not in the AFC. Yeah. Where there's a log jam of teams that are above 500. Can can they go 6 and 2 the rest of the year? If they stay healthy and they play defense, I think the Niners just got a, a good a shot as anybody to sneak their way in. But are they going to do it with Jimmy G or Trey Lance? And see, I thought Trey was going to play last night. I really thought, okay, this is going to be the time. Jimmy G, I thought he was going to get harassed by the Rams. Didn't happen. And I was like, okay, they're going to hand over the reins to Lance. Never did happen, though. And I liked at the beginning of the year when they would bring Lance in for a couple plays. They have special packages designed for him. But I think like that's only feeding into the ongoing quarterback controversy. Do you think that messes up uh, Jimmy G's, his mojo, what you he would, has going you on? You would think so. Like most people, that would that would throw you off kilter. But I think it's for the best for the best of the 49ers, you need Trey Lance in there making some plays with his legs, mixing it up, making your defense worry about all these other packages and plays. Well, especially because, like I said, they don't want G-Rap just throwing the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. So I don't understand why they don't keep doing that as well because his rhythm, yeah, I can understand if you're making that many pass attempts, but he just won a game with under 20 pass attempts. And the 49ers are built to do exactly what they did last night. Dink and dunk, run the ball, eat the clock couple big plays over the top to Kittle, and play good defense. That's how this roster is set up. That's how the offensive and defensive coordinator have this team built. And they did exactly that last night. So I think the next question is, did the Rams just get out on a hot start? The Rams of the last three weeks, is this more of the team they are? Or to me, what I think, I'd love to hear your perspective on this, is this just another any given Sunday? In this case, any given Monday night. Because you've seen it all year. Right. Anybody can beat anybody. Yes. 
Um, I'm going to have to say no with the any given Sunday when it comes to this, only because when the Rams played the Titans, I was still like, okay, the Rams, they're the Rams. They're going to get on track. But I think they, they might have caught a snag here with these two back-to-backs. And there could be a lot more going on. Yeah. It's not in the news. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have some key pieces hobbling? Are they trying to take it easy on their game plan and not show too many of their cards? And they're not playing physical anymore. The one that was puzzling to me last night, guys, was Jalen Ramsey in the slot doing a lot of blitzing. Usually he covers the best receiver in the NFL. I don't know if you saw that, Robert. Yeah. But I noticed that they're using him to blitz, and it's like that guy can just shut down anybody, and Samuel had a big game, I think, as a result of that. I think that's them getting too cute with Ramsey. You know, it works, yes, but to do it all the time with him and take him out of the coverage, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. I think the Rams are going to be fine. Anybody can beat anybody any week. I mean, I three weeks ago I would have told you the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL, and it's not even close. And then three weeks later, I have a completely different perspective. They lost to the second-worst team in the NFL. So anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday, but especially when you've got a pretty talented 49ers group that can win a lot of these games and can do this. And also they're a divisional rival, too. Yeah. That's another thing that a lot of people forget about. They just look at the records. These are divisional teams. They're playing each other. They know each other very well. This can happen, like you said, any time. And then the, NFC West isn't as strong as we thought it would be heading into the season. Well, they're eating away at each other. If that you, and injuries. If you told, I mean, if you told Sean McVay, if you told Matthew Stafford, "Hey, you got a brand new team. You got a brand new offense. You guys are going to take a while to gel. You're going to be seven and three after ten games." You're going to be four and one in your division. Is that a good year? Oh, be like, yeah, we'll take it. Like, oh yeah. But I tell oh, you, yeah, what, we're good. We're good. I tell you what. So they're going into the bye week. When they come out is when we're going to find out who they are, though. Because they're playing your boys. They're Concur. playing the Packers. Yeah. They got, then they throw them a lob with Jacksonville, but then they come right back at Arizona. So we're going to see real quick what the Rams are about after this bye week. I think they're a playoff team. I think they're a good team all year. Everybody's going to have some hiccups throughout the year not everyone gets to go undefeated every single year when we come back voice of the lobos friend of the show friend in real life rob portnoy you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal, sports animal. mash catches in the front court mash on the take mash with the runner he's fouled and it goes chance for an one hop skip it and jump to the charity stripe for mashburn jr house whips it to johnson Left wing three. Johnson with 16, his third triple, seventh assist for House. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, a sports show. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we're getting our sweat on at the YMCA. You heard the highlights right there. Big victory for the Lobos men's basketball team against Grambling State last night. And the same man who made those calls is joining us on the line right now. Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. What's happening, my guy? Nana Lee, what you doing? 
doing, bro? Nothing, man. Just living that life. Big win for the Bows last night. What did you see? I saw a team that's really exciting to watch. I don't know about you. Um, I mean, if you've been in the pit for either of these first two, the Lobos 2-0 at home to start the campaign, I mean, you're coming back. They are so much fun to watch. Uh, it is a complete transformation. Um, Eddie House's kid is crazy good. I think Jalen House could be first team all Mountain West this season. And uh, obviously things will get tougher once we get to conference um, overall, of course. But I cannot wait uh, to see how he stacks up with the best in our league. And um, there's the complimentary piece in the backcourt. I mean, Mashburn is a knockdown shooter. Jenkins is a knockdown shooter. Um, Javante Johnson can play anything from the two to the four. And he looks like he is in the midst of a breakout season as a sophomore. Taron Todd is a slasher who can – fly and block shots and I mean uh, gosh I'm just so excited it's hard for me to not gush uh, about what we've seen so far through three games and the big point for me last night was the team play five Lobos scored in double digits it seems like everyone had a piece last night that's great Uh, your point is well taken and the fact that the Lobos had helpers on half of their buckets I mean that's big right 14 assists on 31 makes Um, they shared the ball and to your point coach Patino didn't feel like they were as cohesive as they could have been uh, and it kind of cost them in crunch time over the weekend in uh, Boulder so to have them be challenged the way they were last night um, they were up 17 in the second half, and it looked like it was over, and Grambling said not quite yet, ran off 10 in a row, and Coach Patino had to take a timeout. The Lobos came out, got a great play set up. Um, Javante Johnson banged a three. It was back to 10, and then they were off to the races. Um, it, it didn't feel like a game that someone was going to end up winning by the margin that the Lobos won 25 was the biggest lead they had. That was the finishing lead. Um, They pulled away in a big way. And it was just such an exciting brand of basketball, Van. So, Rob, for the casual fan, and you're you're looking at the numbers, you have house leading in points, leading the team in points and assists and steals. Can you let them know uh, when it comes to the UNM team who are the other players besides House and Mashburn they should be looking out for? Oh, wow. I, I think that I've already mentioned two of them. Um, I think Taryn Todd and Javante Johnson are standing up and being counted right away, just three games in. Javante had a double-double in the exhibition. We thought, hmm, you know, is this for real? Is this, uh, you know, a mirage? And now three games into the regular season – and he has his first career double-double last night, 16-10. and 10. He has been the most voracious rebounder on the team, and hopefully it's starting to rub off on the other guys. I mean, Johnson's being asked to play as the backup four because the Lobos are thin up front, and he has not backed down at all as the backup four. In fact, he has stepped up. And uh, finally, uh, Jethro Muskinen got to the glass last night, three offensive rebounds among his eight. Um, the first half rebounding for the Lobos yesterday, not good against what was a poor rebounding team through its first two games, Grambling. The Lobos were out-rebounded by 10 uh, in the first half, but they came on strong in the second, 
and that's something that obviously Coach Patino wants to see improve. I'm really looking at breakouts for Todd, the transfer from TCU, and Johnson, the Lobo second-year player uh, who comes from Colorado Springs. And then, you know what, it remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen in the front court. Um, last night was a great night for Muskinen, uh, the young man from Haiti, the Kansas transfer, almost goes for a double-double, right? 12 and 8. J. Allen Tovar was great early, but the last couple of games, uh, Coach Patino has not been as happy with his performance in the front court, and his minutes dwindled yesterday. So we're still waiting to see how that is all going to sort out. The Lobos definitely need their bigs uh, to come up big for this team to be a great team this year. And Rob, you mentioned being out-rebounded. The Lobos roster has a lot of height. It has a lot of length. But to me, being out-rebounded so grossly against Colorado and then controlling basically every facet of the game against Grambling State except for rebounds, what would Coach Patino see when he looks at those numbers? So one of the things, Van, I believe, is that it's got to be something that's team-wide. You know, I just talked about the bigs. Coach Patino has mentioned this, and I think that's why it's, it's, a, it's an encouraging sign that a player who, who probably won't play a lot of the four moving forward once the Lobos get closer to full strength, Javante Johnson is rebounding so well as an undersized four because he's really a wing. When the Lobos get Saquon Singleton back, um, here's a 6'6 player who can play uh, like Johnson, anything from the two to the four, who will help the Lobos rebounding. Coach Patino has said, don't just focus on the bigs. When you look at the Lobos rebounding deficit, we need to have everybody crashing the glass. And, um, you know, and he mentioned even the guards. Like, you know, Jalen House had two boards yesterday. He'd love to see Jalen get that in the neighborhood of four to five rebounds. He, he pointed out Jamal Mashburn Jr. picking up five rebounds, even one offensive. That's the kind of thing that you want to look for from top to bottom on the roster where you're trying to find guys who are going to the glass, and it can be at any position. Terrence Todd's another player who's proven to be a Swiss Army knife. Um, he has actually been the starting four, um, and – you know what, three rebounds from that position, Todd's going to need to do more there. He's done a lot of great things, right? He had the seven steals against Colorado. He's been scoring in double figures. Um, he looks like he's a three-point shooter who can also slash. He's proven to be a good on-ball defender. He's a shot blocker who can jump out of the gym. He had four blocks yesterday at career high. But they need a, a full roster commitment to go into the glass. So, Rob, this Saturday – the Lobos will be playing Montana State. It's going to be a little tougher than Grambling. Um, who do you think needs to step up that's not one of the players that we know will be a factor in that game? Well, Robert, I, I really feel like that we are still waiting for the breakout game from K.J. Jenkins. Um, you know, his shot really hasn't fallen with the regularity that it is going to. He is a straight-up, flat-out, knock-down, catch-and-shoot guy on the perimeter. And he has really surprised me and impressed me with his ability to shoot off the dribble and to get into the paint as well early in the season. But his shot's not falling. 
yet the way that I am 100% confident that it will. And, and he is a guy that when the other guards slash drive and kick, when they feed KJ, he is going to be money, just straight cash. And uh, I have complete confidence in him. I know he has total confidence in his jump shot. Um, Coach Patino obviously has given him the green light. And when it all shakes out, he's going to be as good a three-point shooter um, as the Lobos have. There's no doubt. So maybe KJ's breakout game is Saturday against Montana State. All right. I would be remiss if I didn't ask about my boy, Sebastian, the Swedish street ball forcing. Not getting a lot of minutes, but he has a small impact every time he gets out there. Is he just a work in progress, or are we going to see some progression throughout the year? Yes and yes. Uh, without a doubt, he's a work in progress. And yes, he will grow over the course of the year. And I think we saw the potential on Saturday uh, against Colorado. Now, he started last night, Van. He played limited minutes. And the pace of last night's game might not have been perfectly suited to his skill set. Um, I think he fit in better in the game against Colorado because of their size and their length. And he's a big, big, you know, he's, he's a, a true footer, true seven-footer. Um, he's going to have to get stronger, but he already has size as a freshman. His skills are obvious. Uh, I thought the way that he ran the ball screen with Jalen House on Saturday against Colorado was outstanding. Um, it's just going to take time. And last night's game, the roster for Grambling was small. And he did not fit in that game in terms of the athleticism and matching up with their bigs. Their bigs were smalls, let's be honest, most of them. So it was a fast-paced game. It was a guard-oriented game and probably not the best spot for a freshman like Forsling. But um, he's going to make his mark, and he'll have his moments. And, yes, it's just his freshman year. We need to be patient with him. So we're up against it, Rob, so I'm not going to ask you about your Lakers and what AD said. We'll touch on that after the break. Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lovos, best in the business, friend of the show, friend in real life. Appreciate you so much, Rob. We get him dropped? We dropped him? Okay, well, you heard it there. Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. We're talking Lakers and Anthony Davis. When we come back, you're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. A little bonus basketball talk coming up here. I guess we got our wires crossed. And I was trying to be kind to voice the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, and tell him that we weren't going to ask him about his Lakers. But I guess he heard. Hey, hang on. Let's talk about your Lakers. He's got something to say. But boy, are we lucky to have him. <laughs> Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, the show live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get our sweat on at the Y. Back with us, voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Rob, your Lakers are struggling. Last night, Anthony Davis was asked, hey, what happened to that game? Instead of giving some kind of cliched answer, he says, we suck. No defense, can't score. Thoughts? 
tell you what, um, this is how fast it moves. That Those comments were after what, you, you know, would be described at best as an embarrassing loss to the T-Wolves. And already they've played two more games, and one of them, it looked like they kind of were starting to get things figured out a little bit. And then it just all came back in double and spades against the Bulls, you know, after they had beaten the, the Spurs. I, the NBA moves fast, man, and look, they don't have all the, the pieces in place right now, and, and you can continue to make excuses. But right now, they're not even one of the top two teams in their conference, and I'm not sure that they're one of the top five teams in their conference. And the West might not be the best conference in basketball anymore, for that matter. So um, <laughs> it, it would be kind of funny, uh, I, I think, uh, from the outside – uh, looking at the Lakers, if they go the first four LeBron years and they only get one title. But that's looking like the way it's headed right now, and it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Well, I mean, it is early in the year. We're only 15 games in. They've been dealing with injuries. It's a new team. They can't get it together. But you know us. We're in the business of overreactions. <laughs> and one, Stephen A. Smith had the overreaction of the year earlier today and said that not only are the Lakers not going to win it this year, they're never winning it again. Wait, wait, wait. This version? <laughs> the, LeBron. The okay. LeBron. Okay. LeBron and these Lakers won't win this year and will never win a bit. Rob, this is just hyperbole, right? They got as good a shot as anybody, right? Well, I'll be perfectly honest. Other than the, and this is a big other than, right? the obvious questions about the Russell Westbrook pairing with LeBron and the fact that both of them are ball-dominant players and can that work, it's LeBron. And I, I was giving both of them both the credit and the benefit of the doubt that these are two superstar players who are going to be completely pulling the rope in the same direction, and they'll figure that out, how – you know, to, to manage when they're on the floor together, who's going to have the ball and how often and what does it look like. And that's going to be okay. I, I just kind of thought that they'll work that out. Look, that's not a given under, you know, any pretense. That, that's not a given. We've got, we've got to see that on court, what, for 35 or 45 games, sure. right, before we know exactly how that's going to look come the postseason. But to your other point, the roster that they built, they still haven't had everybody on the court together. Yep. And so we don't know what they're going to be yet. So, yes, it's hyperbole. Yes, it's overreaction Tuesday um, and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, right? I mean, I, <laughs> yes. All, to, to all of the above, yes, because um, this isn't what we're going to see uh, come May and June. But the question is, obviously, are they going to be healthy and be what they think they can be come May and June? A lot of these folks are getting a little long in the tooth. So the Lakers have one of the best nicknames of all time, the Showtime Lakers. Everyone knows about the Showtime Lakers. Uh, you know, you had the Heatles, the Bad Boy Pistons, Lob City. I got a new nickname I want to bounce off you, Rob. The new, the new big trio on the Bulls this year, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine. 
De Balzac. <laughs> is that good? You, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Is that, is that going to stick? <laughs> uh, just a hunch, but that one's probably not going to stick. Oh, come on. <laughs> Van, I'm, I'm upset you said you're going to bounce the Balzac <laughs> off of Rob. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, <laughs> always a pleasure, always a treat, Rob. Props You're the you. best in the biz. We love having you on. props to you, maybe. <laughs> hey, we got to milk this nice weather. Let's get out and at least walk nine. <laughs> Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos, best in the business. When we come back, MLB Free Agency. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. One hour in the books, one and a half to go. Thanks for hanging with the boys. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, a show. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. And we get our swole on at the Y. Loyal listener. Make sure you're tuning in tomorrow as the boys have a big announcement for you guys. So be excited. The boys being one Van Nunley, me, and Fred Slow, who is out on assignment as the voice of New Mexico Highlands. He's in Las Vegas, New Mexico tonight calling a game. But lucky me, who do I have sitting across me? Robert Gibson. Yes, sir. You have a good first hour, my man. You got stretch. Oh, yeah. You stretch it out a little bit. Yeah. You all right. I'm in my stride now. Yeah. You got it going. Yeah. I'm warmed up. Mike Trout. Some arguments to be made about some of the young guys. Ron Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. You can make an argument for some of these young guys being the best in the bigs. But Mike Trout is the best baseball player on the planet. He's the man. You know what Mike Trout hasn't done? Played significant playoff baseball. Mm. The Angels have to make a push this year. They have to try while they got Mike Trout, the best player on the planet. He's on pace to have more career war than everyone in the history of baseball, except for a guy you might have heard of him named Babe Ruth. They have, who's about to be named American League MVP, Shohei Otani, dual threat, the first guy since Babe Ruth to pitch and hit at this level. How are you going to waste yeah. the best player in baseball and the American League MVP when you're in Los Angeles, you got all that money. Well, the Angels are starting to make some waves because the Angels signed Noah Thor Syndergaard today, stole him from me and my beloved Astros, and now they're talking to Max Scherzer. Oh, yeah. Is this the time that the Angels are like, okay, fine. We're not going to waste it. They have to. I, I think they're going to go over 200 milli, stack up, and make the run. They have to. Like you said, they with the players that they have at the as their foundation, 
like legendary players, not just good players, legendary numbers. They got to go for it now. And and they got some spots open on that roster, and they got some money to spend. And there's never been a better free agent class to really change the direction of your franchise. Even if they wanted to pay people through the roof and just give them super high value, super short-term contracts. They took a chance on Noah Syndergaard, one year, $21 million. This is great for him because he gets a change of scenery. He gets $21 million just to play one year, and he gets to help turn around this franchise. But beyond that, he gets a prove-it deal. And then they're talking to Max Scherzer, and I think they're going to have their spoon in every single pot for every single possible free agent this year. I can easily see them getting Scherzer and even Robbie Ray. I could see that happening. Even as a Dodgers fan with a tear coming out of one of my eyes thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) They could do it. Like you said, they have the bank. They got the fat wallets. It's Los Angeles, man. You got to take a chance. You have to put something – Mike, who knows? Mike Trout might be Tom Brady. He might play until he's 50 and just be good until he's 50. But you know he's going to be the best player in baseball for another three, four, five years. You have to take advantage of this. You have to take advantage of Shohei Otani. Oh, yes. Being able to pitch and hit at that higher level. What does that mean, though, being the best player potentially ever with the naked knuckles, with yeah. nothing, nothing yeah. to show for it? Everyone knows. I mean, if if yeah. you're if you're even a passive, bottom feeding, low level baseball fan, just like the most casual of observers, you know who Mike Trout is. And we could have a second argument about you don't know who Mike what Mike Trout looks like. Sure, right. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. He's not the face of baseball. He doesn't want to be the face of baseball. But you know that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, and you know this peak. This historic peak of an amazing baseball player is being wasted. So they already took a chance on Noah Syndergaard, which I think was a very smart deal. Mm-hmm. One year, 21 mil. If he pitches lights out, you get him on the cheap. If he falters, you took a big swing. That's fine. But they need to make some moves so they don't waste this time with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Another team I see making a big splash, and I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation because, as you know, loyal listener, Albuquerque resident, friend of the show, I'm a baseball homer, and I love the offseason. I love which team wants to step up and really make a statement and say, hey, we're coming for you. We're taking this seriously. Yeah, it's usually either we've been good and we want to stay good, or we've been trash and we're tired of it. That's usually how it plays out. And another team like the Angels, I think, is going to do it is the other number two in the city they're in, the Mets. Ah. The Mets have the richest owner in baseball. He can buy every single player in free agency, and it won't put a dent in his pocket. Well, they definitely have to go after some pitching now because that's a big hole to fill. So I'm curious to see who they will go after. Will they also go after Scherzer? Will they also go after Robbie Ray? Those are the two big guns. 
Robbie Ray's been around for a long time. And he's been above average for a long time. He should be the AL Cy Young. Every stat, every statistical metric says that Robbie Ray had the best season of any AL pitcher. But how much is he going to get paid and for how long when he just had that short of a sample size? He hasn't pitched that good except for this past season. So it seems like he put it all together. Is this a one-year fluke or is this something that teams can really bank on? Another story we got going on is Freddie Freeman might be out there, y'all. No way. Freddie Freeman might be out there. You were just telling us the other day. He's going to take the pay cut. He's going to do good for the team. What's going on? I think the Braves want to give him five years, and then he wants at least six. Wow. So he's got a what? He's up against the clock, right? Doesn't he have another day or two? To say if this is a deal that he wants to Yeah, he's, he's got a while. Like, he okay. can negotiate. He could take his time. Okay, okay. He could, he'd take his time if he wants. Uh, the Braves said five years, $135 million. That's a little cheap for Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's a $30 million a year guy. Yeah. So he might have took that as an insult, and he might hit that free agent market, or Ooh. he's just playing hardball to make sure that his hometown team – the one that he got him an MVP award, the one that he got a World Series ring, pays him. I don't see him going anywhere. I think this is just a game. Like you said, he he's letting them know, hey, I'm worth more than that. Look at my numbers. Look what I've done. I don't want to go anywhere, but don't come back with something that feeble again. <laughs> <laughs> know your worth, girl. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Blue Jays signed Jose Barrios to a seven-year extension. Uh, the Blue Jays gave up a lot to get the Jose Barrios uh, from the Twins. They gave up a top 25 prospect and a top 75 prospect, which is a lot for a one-year, a year-and-a-half rental. So they gave up their best two players in their organization to get a chance at Jose Barrios, and they doubled down on that big trade, and they doubled down – on what they thought Jose Barrios is going to be, they ink him to a seven-year contract extension. Wow. So the Blue Jays are saying something. Yeah. So if the Blue Jays can keep Barrios and re-sign Robbie Ray, and they got that super strong young core with every player who ever played baseball's child <laughs> is on their team. Yeah. Every, yeah. every junior, everybody who's ever played baseball's kid is on the Blue Jays. They're really saying something, too. And unless you're the Rays and you've just got the best front office in baseball, you got the best scouting in baseball, you got the best talent development in baseball, you have to spend money to win the AL East because you know the Yankees are spending money. You know the Red Sox are spending money. And just like, just like the Angels, Toronto doesn't want to waste all this good young talent when right. they have a window, too. Yeah. Because all their young studs are going to come of age, all their con- their their rookie contracts are going to run out, and you can't afford all those guys. Oh no, you can't you, afford that. You whole have team. to break the bank for those boys. There's no way. Yeah, we're still waiting though. We're still waiting for those two top pieces, the shortstops. 
that that right there is going to tell me who really wants it and who who really feels like you know what this is our time to shine. I just need to know the first team to pull the trigger on either Correa or Seager. I think that's the the first domino to fall. Yeah, is who shells out the money for Correa, and what does his contract look like for the rest of all the shortstops? So once Correa gets his money, and then you know everybody who's just one little tick down from being Carlos Correa are going to be like, well, look at that. That's what he got. I deserve just a tiny bit less than that. And the next guy's going to say, look what he got. I, I deserve just a tiny bit less than that. Every time the free agency of Major League Baseball comes up, it makes me sad because I didn't play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was I doing? What was I thinking? These guys are getting paid, man. 162 Dude. games. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of tickets sold. That's a lot of money. You're wondering why MLB players make the most money because they got to show up year-round and play 162 games. Oh, they got the strongest league, the union, too. Strongest union as well. You are so right, Vital. When we come back, we're talking Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones the best quarterback from this draft, and are the Patriots real contenders? You've been listening to a sports show on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports... Welcome back to Albuquerque. You're tuned in to Dave and Buster's Presents The Boys, live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get our swole on at the Y. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Just when you thought it was going to be a down year, Man, you thought the Patriots run was finally over. (laughs) There's no way Bill Belichick can do it with the rookie quarterback. The Patriots go and almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, almost beat the Dallas Cowboys, and then win four straight games. Yeah, my team is in that four. Yes, they are. They came to L.A., did the do. Once again, I have nothing but disdain for the New England Patriots. But they're good, though. You got to give it to them. They're good. I mean, I'm a football dork. I'm a sports dork, so I could do this. But, hey, casual fan, 505-246-0610. Without Googling it, and without writing down Matt Jones, text me five players on the Patriots. Oh, good question. You don't know five players on the Patriots. Good question. Unless you're a hardcore sports dork and you know everyone's roster and you have the whole free agent pool for your fantasy league completely in memory, you don't know five players on the New England Patriots. You Who? might get a LeGarrette Blunt in there somewhere. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Hell yeah, you is Wes Welker still around? Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bruski. Bruski. They're a bunch yeah. of nobodies. Yeah. They're a bunch of like they have fifty-three sixes on their team. None of these players are a ten. Yeah. That, None you, of these players are like, you're gonna make a Pro Bowl every year, you're I, healthy. I call them Madden sixty fives. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Especially think about it. We don't even talk about they got rid of Gilmore. Yeah. 
like the top one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Yep. Still, good old Belichick doing it again, fooling the league again, and doing it with a rookie. And when Matt Jones came out, I didn't think there was a lot of argument that he wasn't going to be the most NFL ready. You could make that case for Trevor Lawrence at the beginning of the year just because of his sheer talent. But Mac Jones went from a pro-style offense to a pro-style offense. He does everything that's asked of him. He doesn't need to scramble around and buy time. He doesn't need to throw 60-yard bombs. He's doing everything he's been asked, and he's doing it at a high level. And he's making the Patriots organization and Bill Belichick look like a bunch of geniuses again. 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 <sighs> I was looking at things. You know, this four-game winning streak. 37.5 points a game. So good. That's crazy. That's so good. Without having, like you said, the big names on offense, the big names on defense. It's with a rookie at the most important position on the field. So of all the rookie quarterbacks, five times it has happened that a quarterback has had a rating of 100 or higher. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Five times it's happened this year. Someone's had a quarterback rating over 100. Of, of the rookie quarterbacks. You know who has, you know how they're spread out? I'm going to say all Mac. All five all of Mac. them. <laughs> all five of them are Mac Jones. The number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. God bless him. He went to Jacksonville, so he's going to have a couple rough years ahead of him. Oh, yeah. But out of all the quarterbacks, and a lot of them, a lot got a lot of starts underneath their belt already. Five times one of these rookies has had a quarterback rating 100 or higher. Mac Jones has been that person every single time. And this last game, his passer rating was 142.1. Strong. Wow. That's almost perfect. That is so close to perfect. So when do the questions come about? Is it Belichick's coaching uh -huh. or is Mac Jones just that good? Next Tom Brady. <laughs> You give him one more season. He saw and they, that, and they keep he keeps playing like this. That's the question. Bill Belichick saw that young Tom Brady robot playing at Alabama, and is like, oh, we don't we don't need to trade up our our, our guys. Our guys are going to be right here at number fifteen. Just you don't need to trade up. He's going to fall right into our hands. And he sure did. Fell all the way down to the the Patriots, middle of the first round. Speculation, he was going number two. Speculation, he was going number three. Dropped all the way to 15. And here the Patriots are again, looking like geniuses. Mac Jones leads all rookies in completion percentage. Leads all rookies in touchdowns. Leads all rookies in touchdowns to interceptions. Leads all rookies in pressure rate. And we don't need to talk about rushing because he ain't rushing the ball ever. He's thrown it away or taken sacks. So what happens, big if, because like you said, we always like to go off the deep end in sports. What if Mac Jones wins the Super Bowl his rookie year 
does that automatically erase the Tom Brady talk just for a little bit in New England? I'll tell you what. If Tom Brady didn't go immediately win a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, yes. Right. Yes. Yes, it would. Trevor Lawrence, be patient. Zach Wilson. Oh, I'd even mention Trey Lance. Trey Lance, too. Trevor Lawrence, be patient. Justin Fields, be patient. Jets fans. Zach Wilson. I don't know about this kid. I don't know about this one. I told you to take Justin Fields, New York. And then Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to be good, too. You know who's sitting here probably real mad about this? When we come back, voice of New Mexico Highlands, you might know him as co-host of this show, Fred Slow will call in and join us to talk some sports. You've been listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610. Oh. Oh. Huh. That's my favorite intro music you played all day, Vitale. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, a show about sports. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we're getting our swole on at the YMCA. We're Fredless today, as he is the voice of New Mexico Highlands. He's out on assignment, called a game today. Sitting in for Fred, we have Robert Gibson, who... Let me say, has absolutely been crushing it again all day today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Albuquerque, just when you thought it was going to be a completely Fredless show, he gets off of work early, and what does he do first thing? He's here for you, Albuquerque. He calls in on the Quan's Auto Care hotline. Welcome to the show. Fred Slow, co-host of this show. Hey, good evening, boys. How goes it, buddy, buddy? Feeling good, my friends. On my way back from beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. Big win for the Highland Cowboys today. A 3 o'clock start, 5 o'clock finish, 101.75 over the visiting University of the Southwest Mustangs, obviously based out of Hobbs. I think the altitude was just too much for them. The Mustangs, after that throuncing, I thought it was the University of Southwest losers. <laughs> okay. I mean, they real good job they all did. It was an excellent effort. By and it's hard, too, right? Because if you're a JUCO and you're trying to play up to a D2 team, like, you know, like New Mexico Highlands is projected to, to not just do really well in the RMAC, but to possibly win the RMAC, uh, yeah, to come up and kind of take like that, you know, little 30-point trouncing there, which they did. Um yeah, it's a good showing. You know, it's an absolute good showing. But this Cowboys team has got offense. And there was a point tonight, boys, and this is why I wanted to call, where Highlands had five Albuquerque athletes on the floor at the same time. Oh, that's sweet. It was, Yeah, it was It was like a cool like little moment there as kids from Cibola and Manzano and, and obviously Cleveland all came together and kind of re- were playing ball together. And I don't know, if, if you're a big hoops fan, high school hoops fan, and Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico Highlands is that next step for a lot of young athletes, and, and you're able to take that in. And if you want to catch one quickly, uh, tomorrow night they're in Española uh, playing Northern College. So, oh, how exciting. Yeah Highlands, yeah, Highlands are doing a lot of cool stuff, and appreciate you boys giving me a chance to call in and kind of talk about that because, you know, I'm taking a lot of pride wearing the white and purple. 
Two things real quick. Any University of the Southwest graduates listening, I was joking. You people aren't losers. <laughs> You're trying your best, and I know it's going to work out for you. Thank you for putting out the effort. I'm glad you did that. I was going to give your number out here in a moment. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Is, is the text line blowing up? Yeah, I was going to be like 505. <laughs> so, Fred, who, oh, Van, what? You, Van, you're from, like, that Hobbs neighborhood a little bit. Like, aren't there more, like, millionaires per capita, like, in Hobbs than, like, anywhere else in the country? Like, I feel like they're doing pretty good down there. Yeah, oil money down there. Uh, Carlsbad, yeah. Hobbs, Artesia, Roswell, they're just loaded down there. They're they're paying for Albuquerque is what they're doing down there. If you want to look yeah, at the, the the way the taxes are spread out through the state, yep. that part of the state pays for all of us, us up here. With that being said, hey, I think you need to apologize again <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> well, first off, never. <laughs> no. Hey, Fred. MLK, so, hey, MLG Fred. MLG takes that hard oil money and builds parks in Albuquerque. A, that's 100% is yeah. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred, who – in case auntie or uncle or Tio or Tia or mom or dad were listening, who all from Albuquerque got on court at the same time? Because I think that's oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm mid-drive, so it would be hard for me to, to pull them all off the top of my head. But, like, Trevor Rogers for sure, that kid could really play. Desmond Carpenter, who Robert and I broadcast uh, Highlands vs. Eastern over the weekend, and he went off again. Oh, man. So, he's yeah, he's no longer a question mark. He's an explanation point. And, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's an exciting squad, and, and they're going to have a, a whole season full of this kind of thing, and I'm excited to be a part of it. And, and obviously, we bring it over the RMAC network, and you catch that uh, pretty easily. If you follow us on social media, at TalkABQ, I pretty, I pretty regularly share those broadcasts. So, yeah, I don't know, kind of a cool time for basketball in the state. And, and that's the thing about, like, sports at the beginning of every season, right? You can be excited about your team at the beginning of every season. And, yeah, Highlands fans, they bought seats today, but they stood the whole time. So, Fred, last segment we're talking about uh, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Bill Belichick in the front office for the Patriots organization, are they just the smartest guys in the room and everyone else well, is a bunch of idiots? I've talked about this with Robert off the air, but as far as, like, recreationally speaking, I think me and Robert Kraft really align. No, that's true. Uh, you and Deshaun Watson and Robert Kraft. You guys got the same hobbies. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah I, I mean, they're the team of the century, right? There's not another phrasing to it. Like, if you have one and a half off years in 22 years, you're doing all right. You could make a pretty strong argument. Celtics, Yankees, Lakers. Somewhere, those That's are top the three. The second after that, you got to talk New England Patriots, right? No, you you got them backwards, you two. Like <laughs> it's the the varsity is the New England Patriots, and the JV is the '90s Bulls. Like it's I gotta it's agree with them. I gotta agree with them, especially in football. It's, the varsity is the New England Patriots, UConn women's basketball, and then like nothing else. You are so far away from me right now, and I, you still anger me with your lies and deception. No, it's, it's not like not even USA basketball is on this list. No, no, like it, no, it's the only other only maybe, other basketball team it should be is the Harlem Globetrotters. That's it. UCLA yeah, basketball, and I, and I know they took an L one time against the Generals, so that <laughs> don't even count. Like maybe women's softball, U.S. women's softball, but those are like 
the only three, and New England leads the pack. I'm going to give you an out, though, Fred. Van, you didn't hear him say of the century. Ah. There's your out right there. Okay. I'll take that. 2000 until now. Not the now. history of sport. He said 2000. Well, he said the, the century. The century. Yeah. Well, that's no doubt. Then. Yeah. I'm saying the last hundred years. That includes like. Okay. Oh, okay. Now you're okay. okay. You're back to being an idiot again. My bad. No. I tried to give this you an is, out, Fred. Uh-uh. I'm counting like baseball teams that played before Jackie Robinson played. I'm counting them all. You cannot like, count that. Yes, I'm absolutely kind of. If you count, if you count pre Jackie Robinson, the Yankees are the better than anything in any league. Yeah. Yeah, except Jackie Robinson wasn't allowed to play, so it don't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly my sentiment. But if you include that in this hypothetical situation, the Yankees are the best all time. So, Fred, I've been teasing all show that we got a big announcement for Albuquerque tomorrow. Yeah. Are, are you just like I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. Oh really? How how do your fingernails look right now? <laughs> we are, yeah, we are yeah, we're making the big announcement for our program tomorrow and how very exciting because there's a lot of friends of the show that have been with us since like they've been down since day one. And the ones that haven't been down since day one, how fortunate we've been to have some early adapters. And and I know we've like gone a little bit of another direction and now we're daily and we're we're more sports adjacent and Robert Gibson is you know, obviously the newest but most talented part of what we're doing. And I'm also and, best and looking. Yes, well, not even close, 100%, not even close. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we're going to make that big announcement tomorrow, and we're excited to bring that to, to everyone here. And we're going to do it at 4 o'clock sharp. So big announcement at 4 o'clock sharp tomorrow. Tune in for that. We'll be on all the digital streaming outlets, obviously, and the, the broadcast. we got some cool guests tomorrow, too. A.J. Bramlett's going to join us tomorrow. He's got a new podcast. We're going to touch base with him. I know the New Mexico Ballet is coming in tomorrow night. Van, we're going to give away some tickets to the Nutcracker. That one so I did not know. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be excellent. So we're going to make sure So make sure to connect with us then. I think they're on at 530 tomorrow. And you know how the phone lines light up whenever we're giving away tickets to the ballet. Like, like, like sports fans don't just love sports. They love it all. You, you would be very surprised the Venn diagram overlap of ballet and sports fans. I was quite surprised last year. I'm listening to you guys right now, and I still can't believe it. For real? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? The phone, the phone lines have never lit up as much as they did last year when we're giving away Nutcracker tickets. So, anyways, we're going to have a lot of fun with that big program tomorrow. Obviously, we're the whole three hours, so we're going to take advantage of that. Um, big thank you to both you guys for letting me come on and talk about my New Mexico Highlands Cowboys a little bit. Very proud of what they're doing up there in Las Vegas. And, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there in the chair tomorrow. Fred Slow will be back on the program. Hey, maybe it has a new name. Hey, maybe there's some stuff you don't know about it. Best co-host in the biz, co-host of the show about sports that might have a different name tomorrow, voice of New Mexico Highlands, Fred Slow. Love you, buddy. See you tomorrow. Good job, everyone. GG. You're back with us on the program. Dave and Busters presents the show live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get our swollen at the Y. Giannis Antetokounmpo dropping some truth bombs about mental illness in professional sports. And as you know, loyal listener, this is something that 
Fred and I and now Robert are quite passionate about because, hey, we've dealt with it personally, each of us, and we want what's best for you, loyal listener. That's why we talk about these topics, not because we're bombarding you with this stuff, but we find it to be very important. And Giannis, uh, in a GQ interview, was very open, was very honest with the interviewer. And I'll just say one of the quotes. It was, it was very poignant. It was a very good interview. He's a very wise, very smart young man. You think that he's been around for a decade, but he's only 26 years old. Right. He's only 26. And quote, people that talk to the sports psychiatrist... They label us soft. We've seen that in the past. Like, oh man, I'm having anxiety. No man, you're soft. Go deal with that. That's how it's labeled. That's why it's hard to open up. Even for me, it was extremely tough. End quote. And that's it, right? That's the big obstacle for people like this to address their problems because... If you do this, you're soft. Right. That's the perception. That's yep. what it always been. And it's not just professional athletes who who have to be tougher and bigger and stronger than everyone else. It's also a male problem. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, a, a man thing. And when you throw sports into the mix, it just magnifies it. Especially when you're at the top of the sports world. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine the pressure the things that you can't say, the things that you can't be emotional about all behind closed doors and keep it canned up. Oh, man, that's, right. that's crazy. Just shove it down. Yeah. Just shove it down. Well, you, if you think about it, you know, this, this topic has come way more prominent here recently, you know, with Naomi Osaka, then Simone Biles. Even them as women, a lot of people were like, you're an athlete. What are you talking about? Suck it up. Get out there. We want to see you perform. It's your it's what you're supposed to do. Sure. Michael Phelps. Yeah. Kevin Love. A lot of these people have these same issues. I mean, Gianna said even the night his father passed away, mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he had the time to grieve. Oh my goodness. He had to go to the gym because that's what men do. That's what athletes do. You know what I think about? Uh, I love Kobe Bryant, but I never thought about the pressure that Kobe's legacy, how big it looms on on younger players like Giannis. Because when you talk about Kobe, it's no emotion. It's always competition, nothing but basketball. Times have changed even that quickly from Kobe's generation till now. I was on a mission Giannis said. That's why seven years later, I had to bleeping talk to somebody because I had issues, you know, but there was no stopping me. For eight years, put my head down and chase greatness. And he said winning the championship was like a huge relief off of his shoulders because all of his life's work right. <clears throat> had found its penultimate goal. And now he has to focus on being a good person, like taking care of his mental health. And he said if he wouldn't have won, paraphrasing naturally, these are not his words, 
if he wouldn't have won that championship and he would have kept pushing himself, pushing himself, pushing himself, not taking care of his, his mental health, then he could have had a breakdown. Wow. Because he said he's had anxiety since he was a teenager, especially when he started in the league. He was an 18-year-old rookie, 19 throughout the season. The kind of pressure somebody like that faces, you have to know there is general anxiety. There's, I mean, just the stress involved, the expectations involved. Do you think this is something that teams now have to implement as a part of their wellness program? If they don't, they are fools. Yeah. yeah. you got to have a psychiatrist, a psychologist, right. a talk therapist. All these people have to be on your budget. They all have to be part of the team, just like a dietitian, strength and conditioning coach, you know, all of this stuff. Taking care of your mental health is just as important taking care of your physical health. And, you know, often they go hand in hand, of course. But you see somebody like on the other, the opposite side of Giannis, who's willing to be open and talk about it. You see somebody like Ben Simmons. Right. And the common perception now is that Ben Simmons is faking mental illness oh, to man. try to get what he wants. Man. and, that, and Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. but that goes back to the fans. Like, Fans are so worried about winning, winning, winning at all costs. It doesn't matter. This whole Ben Simmons thing is really touchy. No, you're not a psychiatrist or anything like that. You have no idea what he's going through or anything like that. But as a fan, you don't really care. You're just like, we want you to play and win for my team. Right. That's it. So as as a friend, as say, just pretend it was somebody in your family. What would you want for this person? You would want them to be mentally sound. But that's it's unfair as being like a raging sports fan. Right. And and that's where a lot of this comes from is the 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 masculine, the masculine dominant culture of these sports and the expectations of you. So it's always good to take care of yourself. It's always good to talk to somebody. And loyal listener out there, if you're going through anything, please take that first step. And if it's me, you want to reach out on the text line and reach out to me, I am listening. If you want to reach out on social media, reach out, I am listening. But please, if you're struggling with your mental health, take that first step. Hey, Vital, you want to buy some Packers shares? We'll talk about that when we get back. You listen to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two, count them, two hours in the books. 30 minutes left. Next segment, we have J.J. Buck, voice of the Lady Lobos, with us. Going to hand it on over to J.J. for pregame talk. This segment, the Green Bay Packers, for the fifth time in the history of their franchise, have opened up more team stock. Vital, you said you already own some stock, right? Yeah. Uh, $1,000. $1,000. At that time, it was $400 each, so round it off. I also have one stock as a Packers fan. 
I bought it for $480, and it was on my wall when I first bought it in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I packed it away somewhere, and I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, what kind of I, fan are you, man? <laughs> a, a bad one, apparently. He wouldn't do that to his Astros, but no, the Packers, he just throws it in. Storage. I would love if the Astros went public. I would short their stock. Because you know everyone else in baseball who like cares about the stock market would try to crash the Astros' value, so I would short their stock. That's exactly what would happen. And then too. sell the stock after it's shorted, and then buy it all up when it's pennies on the dollar. Anyways, so I mean that's that's why I started liking the Green Bay Packers in the first place. Because everyone knows I'm a Houston Astros fan, and I grew up as a Houston Oilers fan, and then the Houston Oilers left my town of birth, and broke my heart. So I was like, I'm not following this team to Tennessee with their new colors and their new jersey and their new name. No, I'm going to be a fan free agent. So I learned that the Packers are owned by their fans and they have shares of stock and no one literally owns the team. And they had this guy playing for him named Brett Favre. I thought all that was really cool. I have a so I have a question. So if you're a player on the Packers, you can get in on this as well, right? Okay. I was going to unpackage that a little bit. The answer is yes. Okay. So you can buy <clears throat> up to 200,000 pieces of stock. And the problem is the Packers organization calls these common stocks but the owners don't have the rights of like a real common stock owner. You can vote for the board. You could attend the board meetings. Uh, it puts it puts you closer in line for ticket sales and, and a lot of perks. But the stock pays no dividends. It does not appreciate in value. And they can't be traded. And it doesn't have any security law any protection. dividend value has none. So it, oh, wow. It's basically... It's just memorabilia. Yeah, okay. Well, and the money that they use, the team, what they do with it is, especially with the ownership or not ownership management, what well, they'll do is pay for infrastructure. So yesterday they sold within three hours $10 million of stock. That goes to the infrastructure and the future of the team. That is correct. So they basically keep Lambo up to date with this money. Yeah. Right, because okay. they don't have Jerry Jones-type money. Got it's, you. it's like, do you know any sneakerheads? You're looking at one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you that hardcore? <laughs> you that hardcore? What you rocking? What you rocking right now? Oh, you got the right 13s now. on. Yeah. No, the 11s. Those are no, those are you got it right. I got it right the you first time. Right. 13, yeah. okay, 13s. Anyways, um it's like a, a limited edition sneaker. Okay. That they will make no more of until they need something else later. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got you. Thousands upon thousands of Packer fans line up to buy a worthless piece of stock. All it says is, like, I'm the number one fan. You put it on your wall. Hopefully, like me, you don't lose it or put it in a box and can't find it. So you get a newsletter. You get the official email. You get to vote on the board of directors whenever. That's awesome. It's, it's really cool. That's awesome. But it, it's not worth anything. It's yeah. like just a piece of paper that says yeah. you're hardcore enough gotcha. to be one of the first people to buy this. It's like cryptocurrency, only it's not valuable at all. Ish. I, I ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the, the last time they dropped uh, some more stock was 2011 and that was to 
renovate Lambeau Field, oh. and they're doing the exact same thing yeah. this year. So I assume from now on they're going to, like, every decade or something do another stock drop. That's smart. But basically all it is is one sneaker that mm-hmm. no one else can have for a decade. And you get to put that sneaker on your wall, and you're not you didn't you didn't make the sneaker. You don't make any money off the sneaker, but you got it on your wall, and it's pretty cool because you're the first person to get it. I was looking on Twitter, AJ Dillon, the running back, he posted how he's awaiting acceptance of his, and he says, self-employed, go pack go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's a it's a real key for a lot of people, for Packer fans too, the the idea that. You don't want the city to fund or the people to be funding it with taxpayer money. So this is another way to ensure that they're going to stay and remain in Green Bay for years to come. Yeah, and that's exactly it. You can't buy more than 200,000 shares of stock, and they have no real fiscal value. So no one fights their way and buys too much stock and takes control of the team. It's always going to be held by the fans and the people of that area. Okay, because I was thinking if Elon Musk just woke up one morning and said, yeah, let me go ahead and own the Packers. I'll, just, and, I'll take the Packers. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's a voluntary donation. You can support the team that way or not. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. But there are teams that you can have stock in. So there are a few publicly traded sports teams. Uh, the biggest two being the Manchester United Football Club. Oh, yeah. They're so big, huge. They're actually on the New York Stock Exchange. You can buy uh, M A N U, Man U. Um, let's see, what's the current date here? As of okay, you looking up Man U right now? Yeah, look I'm up look Man U's current value. Right now, four point seven six billion. Four point seven six billion. Yes. So extrapolate that over how many shares they have. I I gave you the wrong one. I gave you Barcelona. So right. Okay. Right now, uh, Man U stock is fifteen dollars and ninety cents a share. Oh. And they must have had a bad couple weeks because it's it's down point seven five percent. So you could own Manchester United. You can own pieces of the New York Knicks and New York Rangers. Those would be held by the Madison Square Garden Sports Corp. MSGS also traded. And so you could own a piece of the Knicks and the Rangers if you so fancy. And then a few other uh, football clubs uh, are on or publicly traded. But then it comes to the tricky part, like sports conglomerates, Mm -hmm. like Big corporations that own multiple things that a franchise will be part of them. And the Braves are part of this as well. They're owned by um, Liberty Media. So Liberty Media owns a bunch of things. And the Atlanta Braves are part of that. So if you want to invest in a stock and part of that stock be in the Atlanta Braves, you have that option. Same thing for Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays are owned by a larger communications group. Uh, so the, yeah, I was, they're the only two teams in the MLB, right? Uh, yeah. The Braves and the and the Blue Jays. Right. 
So there you go. Braves fan, Blue Jays fan, New York Knicks fan, New York Rangers fan, Manchester United fan. You could be like us Packers fans and own a part of your team. But luckily for you, yours is actually worth money. That's awesome. J.J. Buck, voice of the Lady Lobos, when we come back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents The Boys. We're live from John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we're getting our swole on at the YMCA. We got a Fredless Taco Tuesday, but luckily for us, Robert Gibson's one of the boys. We have Robert Gibson on the whole program. Big shout-out to Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos, for calling in and spending a segment or two with us. Had a call in from Fred Slow. Just when you thought you had a day off from Fred Slow, Albuquerque, guess who comes calling into the program? Thanks for callers, Lenny. And thanks for all the participation from the text line. And now, boy, am I honored to have voice of the Lady Lobos jj buck with us what's happening jj oh not much guys just joining you from albertson's radio row courtside bob king court at the pit here in albuquerque what's up prairie view a and m give us the lowdown on the matchup tonight what do the lady lady lobos have to do to take this one we're looking at some swack basketball in this one prairie view a and m you know it's a rough start they went up played nebraska got beat 102 to 47 and you see that a lot of times some of these smaller schools are challenging themselves big time in a non-conference, get a few bucks in your pocket uh, to play these games. But they have some size. Um, it's a lot of pick and roll. They're going to attack the Lobos defense. And with the young players on the floor, they're going to be challenged to move their feet, stay out of foul trouble. That's going to be the key. They have five players that are legit. This is Latasia Duff returning to the lineup on Friday, but she's still working her way back, probably only going to play 10 or 12 minutes. So the young players stand out of foul trouble, get your opportunity, and ball out tonight. So, uh, JJ, with the 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 leader of the team, Latora Duff. So she's leading the NCAA in assist to turnover ratio. She has 14 assists with just one turnover in 52 minutes of play. Will tonight be a game that she pads those stats? It should be. And first up, what's up, man? It's nice to talk to you and join you guys this afternoon. Um, Tora Duff is just taking it to another level this season, and you saw that with. All the players returning because last year, everyone knows the story of the men. Well, the women went through the exact same thing. Uh, they were not able to practice anywhere. They are out of state the whole season. And so some of these players that came to the program, they're good, but they didn't really get a chance to really showcase themselves to the full season of development. Tora Duff is just taking it to another level. She had to step up early you know, with her sister, Tay, out of the lineup. So opened up a few more shots. And her balance between the offense in terms of ball movement and then being aggressive is fantastic. And that's why this team is so exciting. Pick second in the Mountain West. Um, but with the full five back, the depth that they have, yeah, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with the freshmen. You have players like Tora Duff to lean on to settle you down in those moments. It's going to give you a lot of chances. After Prairie View A&M tonight, it's all things Houston. We're going to Texas. <laughs> you're going to Houston. Then you're coming back here and playing Houston Baptist. Then you're going right back to Houston to play in the Van Chancellor Classic. Yeah, any, any relation? Van Chancellor, Van Nunley? Or well, uh, some people have called me Chancellor, okay. but in a very negative way, Ooh. and I didn't understand. I like it. Okay. 
Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> we're we're going to have the Texas, like, four-step coming up, five-step. Yeah. The trip to the Houston. And that Saturday, we're going to really find out what this basketball team is all about early in the season. You know, tonight, Prairie View A&M, they're picked to finish in 10th in a 12-team SWAC conference. So the Lobos, if they're locked in, they should pull away in the second half. But, you know, Saturday is when you start to see, all right, American Athletic Conference team in Houston – that's some really good talent, what this squad is going to be all about. But it's another step in the process, and these games are so important that if UNM can take control like they did against Northern New Mexico, run away with that game, and then in the fourth quarter, essentially all that was out there was a freshman and sophomore. And it's just that game experience, getting those reps, because you're going to need two or three of those freshmen to really pop to, so this team can have the depth to come conference play to try to repeat as Mountain West regular season champs. JJ, you know I love name, image, likeness. Yes. And I think it's going to help the Lobos and the Lady Lobos improve all the way across the board. We got the first Lady Lobo to get PAID paid as Jaden De La Serta is sponsored by, from what I understand, a car wash. What's going on with this? Yeah, she has a local car wash NIL deal. And I need to see if there's like a coupon code or like something I can get so I can go get my car wash. But you're right on this opportunity. If you're smart, if you're good on social media, it's great for everyone. Because I know everyone got hyper-focused on football and basketball players. Like, oh, it's going to ruin everything. and going to pay the men. You're going to be paying the football players. But there's opportunities out there. You look at, we have a national championship track and field team at UNM, a soccer team that is fantastic. The Lady Lobos matter in this community. So things like that should continue to happen. And Jaden De La Serta happened to be the first one. And how could you not like the fifth-year senior from Roswell, repping a car wash jj you're the voice of the lady lobos you better not pay for a car wash if Jaden de la serta <laughs> is getting sponsored if not you just bring that over and then i'll have uh, the neighborhood kids wash it up for you there's got to be that list that you read there's got to be a car wash or something that you can hook me up with too oh 100 percent. okay so the duff girls are reunited they're both on the floor at the same time is that just ex- an exclamation point for this Lady Lobos team. Are they ready to really move forward now? Yes, because it was the unknown. There wasn't a timetable on Tay's return. Um, she had off-season surgery. It was a non-basketball-related issue. And they're saying, hey, we'll see. You know, we'll see how she progresses. And when she got cleared last week to start practicing, so her first day of practice was last Thursday. So it shows you how quickly things came about. She practiced one day, played four minutes the next day. So she's got a long way to go. But she's a fantastic player. And it wasn't know just her ability on the floor the the smiles the energy that went through the bench when she was getting ready to check in on friday you know kind of shows everything because you know these five seniors have a bond unlike anything in college basketball right now these were the, the five seniors that returned from last year's team that lived on the road that was hotel to hotel that somehow some way won a championship and now they have all that a bond that can never be broken, a story that I don't think anyone is ever going to understand how ridiculous it was at times. And to have her back, just the excitement on this team was awesome to see. So everyone knows Jaden. Everyone knows the Duff sisters. Who else is emerging on this team? Who else is must-see TV on this team that the casual fan might not know about? Well, it's number 12, Anaya Ogman, the five foot eight freshman from San Jose, California, is a ridiculous athlete. She's long. You know, she's five foot eight, but her arms extend. And you're like, wait, is this like a 6'3 person huh. guarding me? She's super quick on the ball, and she just attacks. She's not 
totally confident in her shot right now, but that's fine. You have a ton of shooters on this team. So he catches it. She's attacking the basket. She's looking for the corners, or she's looking to get to the rim, and she's going to be a lot of fun. And she's already early in this season, these two exhibition games and the two regular season games, earning a lot of trust from Mike Bradbury. JJ, it's high school night at the pit. All high school students get in for free. What's going on with this? Yes. If you're a high school kid driving around listening to Sports Animal, because all I did when I was in high school was listening to Sports Talk Radio and, and drive around town. Uh, come on down to the pit. Get in. Enjoy it. Shout out Cibola Cougars. Uh, always better than a Sandia Matadors. No doubt about it. Uh, it's a little jab to my broadcast partner, Nick Hecker-Athabato, who went to Sandia. But, yeah, just get the community involved. Get the kids out here. Enjoy some uh, Lady Lobo basketball. All right, sweet. Well, I'm going to shave my beard and put on my backpack. I'm going to go watch some Lady Lobos <laughs> I, basketball. No, so so <laughs> we gotta, you're, you'll be perfectly cast as high kids. Yeah. Me, the, the senior that's 37 years old in a new Netflix film. <laughs> we know you're a cop, Van. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're a cop. Don't try to fool us again. The new Jump Street right here. <laughs> Van and Fred. Hey, J.J. Buck, everybody, voice of the Lady Lobos. He'll be bringing you the Lady Lobos versus Prairie View A&M tonight. We're going to kick it right over to him now with the pregame. Uh, thanks again, buddy. See you soon. All right. Talk later, boys. Loyal listeners, stay tuned tomorrow at 4 o'clock as the boys have some big announcements. Thanks to all of our guests today, Rob Portnoy, J.J. Buck, uh, the co-host of the show, Fred Slow, called in as a guest. Thanks for all of our callers and texters. Thanks for you, Robert. You're always just the best lefty. When I tap on this left ah, arm, I like just, that. just bring in the lefty. Bring in that hot heat. The heat. I like you it. You come through every time in the clutch. You're listening to a sports show on 95.9 FM and AM 610D, Sports Animal. <laughs>